much wrestling. Greetings, friends. Well, hello there. Welcome to the Professional Wrestling Podcast. You depend on the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. I am your wonderful, darling, redheaded, bearded host, Matt-based wrestling McCarthy. With me, always, Professional Wrestling Encyclopedia, Mr. Vince Averill. And you know what it is. What's up, Maddie? Not much, not much. Welcome to the show, kids. This is your one-stop shop for professional wrestling fandom, celebration, and all other things. Go to WeWatchWrestlingPodcast.com. Uh, the full back issue archive is available. Uh, they have ads inserted into them now. If You know that's right. If you can't handle that, there is a ad-free version available Video our, and audio. You can video watch it. And, you can hear it. Video and audio on Patreon. Q&A. We got a big interview coming up this week. That's right. Weekly bonus audio. Everything you need. And first crack at the uh, the new merchandise when that happens. And of course, you get to hang out on the Discord, which oh, is God. where the coolest kids in the world hang out. Uh, yes, Maddie. And over at we watch wrestling dot, excuse me. We watch wrestling podcast dot big cartel.com. We still got some snapbacks. We still got some winter hats. Um, so get your order in. Cause I got to go to the post office. Cause just yesterday, our, uh, our good buddy, world famous, Justin, the ref, the most well-dressed referee in all the land, put his order in. I hope I, he doesn't mind me blowing him up. But I got to go to the post office anyway, so fucking order this shit. Let's go. He was getting a lot of heat. Well, he, he had outfit changes. At one point on night one, there was a dude, a couple of people down from us where me and Anise were standing who started screaming, how many fucking pairs of shoes do you need, you piece of shit? The man's a doctor, for God's sakes. That was beautiful. At one point, uh, Christian, the ring announcer, he, for added heat, reintroduced him as Dr. Justin mm. Borden. And he's got a real PhD, not like fucking Bill Cosby. Uh-oh. We need to talk about Justin. <laughs> there was something else I needed to do today. You reminded me. I got to renew the, uh, the P.O. box. Oh, shit, bro. Are we even getting any fucking mail anymore, dude? We do. We do get mail. I'm trying to... Uh, I'm so bad about remembering to give shout-outs. Um, I mean, I still got the that artwork uh, that we were so kindly sent. I just... I haven't seen you. At least, I haven't seen you in a capacity that we can exchange. Tomorrow, you know, we're going to go together to the forum. That's right. I've got stuff for you. I've got stuff for you. I still have your 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 dang your ding dang Christmas present. Ah! Oh shit, man. It's still creepy, dude. It's creepy time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, what a time to be alive, Maddie. Damn. 
there's something else I needed to do. I'll remember it and I'll write it down. Because um, if I don't write it down, it's gone. Yeah. Tell you what I need to do. I gotta I gotta clean some shit up, man. My office is a, I mean, part of it is this been all the harried shipping of merchandise, but uh I've also opened a couple boxes of cards. I've got those sitting around unprotected. Uh-oh. But no animals come in here, so it should be okay. It should be, it would be, and it better be. And um you know, things of this nature. People make fun of us out here, you know, when it rains. But this is fucking bullshit, dude. Oh no, it's like, an, it's it's a problem. Floods and shit and fucking yeah. it's it's I'm sick of it. I'm fuck I didn't move to LA dude to have weather. You dig? It's gonna rain again this weekend. I gotta speak um, my truth. Hey man, I understand. Everybody uh is doing the best that they can with what they got. And Lord knows we have a lot to talk about. We haven't even discussed Wrestle Kingdom here on the main show. There's a, there's a, if they deserve it, there's a weekly bonus, uh, issue. We haven't even discussed Vince McMahon returning to the company on the main show. We went to Bola this past weekend. We're going to dynamite tonight. As you hear this, unless you're on the Patreon, right? Um, we record on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Good Lord in heaven. Things are I in mean, motion. Things are in motion. It never stops because professional wrestling is the greatest gift that God ever granted to us measly human beings. Humanoids. Humanoids. Crumanoids. So I don't I don't even know where I want to begin. I mean, if we start with the the Tokyo Dome. Um, right. Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm, which uh, on the point five, you said might be the greatest match you've ever seen. Does that, is that still where you're at? If I hadn't had two outstanding pro wrestling shows to attend this weekend, mm. I would have had the time to sit down and rewatch and know for sure. And know for sure. I need to rewatch. I think before next week, I'll have time to rewatch Kenny and, and Osprey, but obviously I want to compare it to, Kenny and Okada. Um, I mean, at the time watching, here's the thing though, is because this is just the, well, hold, should, let's see what Gwyneth Paltrow thought. Gwyneth Paltrow, did you watch, oh, uh, this bitch is back. Did you watch the Tokyo Dome? Gwyneth, what'd you think? Tokyo Dome. Well, Osprey and Kenny Omega melted my face. I had a similar experience while we were filming Shakespeare in Love. Wow. It's pretty exciting. I've, uh, you know, when we get in that car to fucking Inglewood tomorrow, dude, I got a lot of questions for you. What? A lot of questions for you. What? No, I need to know some answers, dude. I, I, I'm not going to pull back the curtain here. Okay. When you, when you send me the Zoom link for, for the show, okay. I text it to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> And she, she just, she jumps in, she, she, she jumps in from time to time. Okay. I I don't understand. Do you just not? No, no, it's not a problem. I'm just, I just have, I just have some questions around, you know, her involvement and, you know, and, and, um, you know, I think there's any ads we need to be worried about that she doesn't want to be involved with or anything like that. I just feel like you, you, you're. I think you, I think a lot of people are surprised to find out that, that Gwyneth Paltrow is a 
knee-deep, hardcore professional wrestling fan? Well, there's a lot of those that aren't on our show. I'm happy with Gwyneth. My questions yeah. in the car are not about whether she should or shouldn't be on the show. That's all I'll say. Well, hello there. Hi, this is Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, I was watching my VHS copy of Every Dynamite Kid Tiger Mask Match and a funny thought occurred to me. If those two were ever tag team partners, they could be the Tiger Mike Kids. Book it, Gabe. Tiger Mike? The ti Tiger Mike Kids. She needs another glass of goop, dude. She I think got it was, her shit on straight. I think it was after she watched uh, New Year's Dash when the Omega Powers made her think, whoa, if, if Dynamite Kid and Tiger Mask, this is, I don't know, this is, it, we didn't discuss this before the show. She didn't run any of this by me. The Tiger Mike Kids? Tiger Mike. Well, shouldn't it be the Tiger Mask? Or the. But it's, but with Dynamite Kid. So they're the Tiger Mite. Oh, Mite. I thought she said Mike. That was my, that was what I wasn't sure about. Man, are you the one using headphones you got from Southwest Airlines or is it me, <laughs> dude? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, that's I what could. we're flying to San Jose. So you, you'll be able to get a new pair, maybe, if you play your cards right. How about, how about that show's fucking sold out now? There was a lot. Of, say what you want about Monet. Yeah. But she fucking filled the room. And, but well, the, my concern now. What? Is, are they, I mean, I'm sure there were plans in place, but are they going like, okay, well, we don't, we certainly don't need to send X, Y, and Z now. Because the room's like, there's no more money to be made here. Although it's, it is on pay-per-view, so I guess that, that's a thought. But uh, I did yeah. see a video yesterday hyping oh. that specifically, right? Just that being like, battle in the valley. No, no, oh. battle in the valley. And, and it showed Okada, Tanahashi, I think Shingo, Osprey. I'm like, what? I get the feeling like this, is, this video, there's no way all of those people are coming, is there? I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they are because I think it's obvious to everyone and especially New Japan Pro Wrestling that they need to get their fucking shit in gear for 2023. And if they are now in a working relationship with AEW, if Kenny Omega, because it it, it it's it's two two factors, uh. That dipshit in the shower is gone. So there's no like hard feelings between New Japan and, and AEW. What was his name? Harold? Mm -hmm. He was the guy in the shower, right? I believe so. That, that was the what, Harold guy, yeah. One of the most cringe, cringe-inducing. Well, also, it's like, it's not even Vince McMahon in the shower. It's just the guy who just got hired in the He's shower, saying, introducing himself or something. Right, right. And and in a company that doesn't do like stupid vignettes, like videos of guys in the office, and this is how you want to introduce yourself, you're getting out of the shower. For those who don't know, this oh, was boy. like a couple of years ago when they they hired like a new, I don't know if he was a CEO or whatever of, and the way they introduced him, he was like in his like this fancy apartment, you know, all like mooded out film of, and then he's like in the shower. And it's like, oh, this is just the introduction of the new guy in the front office. It's like, what the fuck is this? And an American guy, right? Yeah, I believe, British. He was I a white say, guy. He was a white guy. That's true. He was a Westerner. He he came from, I want to say Coca Cola or some 
corp, like some big corporate background type of shit. He always wanted to be the fucking green M&M. And he said, <laughs> here's my chance. And when the mass exit has happened to AEW, the, the story goes, him in particular was like, well, then fuck those guys. Mm. But he was already not making very wise decisions. Around the, uh, the story always went to the Tanahashi was like, this guy doesn't know, understand anything. Mm-mm. So now he's gone. And then obviously with Forbidden Door, things are cool between those two companies, but the travel restrictions with COVID have now loosened up to the point of, you know, I mean, goddamn, they were clapping and cheering at the fucking dome show. Here's my dream. What is it? That Forbidden Door is here this year. In LA? Yeah. Oh. That's my dream. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, it's just, it's completely born of nothing other than want, but you know what I'm saying? Sure. Just pure selfishness. We understand. Pure selfishness. It's a shorter well, plane ride for the Japanese guys. And it's and a shorter and plane. And for us, it's a much shorter plane ride. No plane, baby. No plane. No plane. Unlike old I, Tattoo used to yell. <laughs> Not the you, plane. No plane. No plane. No plane was my favorite of the uh, 9-11 conspiracy videos. <laughs> no plane? Dude, yeah. There was one dude in particular who was like, there were no planes. It was all holograms and they blew it up. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, wasn't it having to do with some coins or something? Coins? Loose change. What was the loose change? Loose theory? change. Yeah. Loose change was the big one. Mm. Um, good times, man. Conspiracies used to be fun. Um, so mm. if, if they're going to stack this card, because if it's on pay-per-view, New Japan. Why not? Why not? It makes all the sense in the world. This is a... It, all the tickets are sold great, but it's a, it's a advertisement for future events. Yeah. And, and the room is only like, a, like a smooch over 2000 anyway. So it's not like that's going to be a huge mm-hmm. gate. So that you, you, you get your money on the other side. And the fact of the matter is this, the last time we, they were there, we were there and we were like, ah, these seats are okay. Let's move over here. Ah, mm-hmm. these seats are, let's move <laughs> over. There was plenty of elbow yeah. room to move around. Right. Right. So. Um, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun be real fun. I love that room story history with the grateful dead. We should probably both, you know, we'll synchronize our phones. We'll We're rolling with a crew. We'll listen to the, we'll listen to the show, uh, in the rental car. Are we renting a car? Or are we just walking around or are we bumming? No, rides? I don't think we rent a car. It's like, uh, you remember how it was, like, I remember Sucuzo picked us up last time. It was that's right. a little, it's a little place. That's right. Anyway. And we got Carlos, so you know he'll he'll kick anybody's ass. We need to if we run into any street toughs. Carlos doesn't like this match. He's running outside to smoke a cigarette for forty minutes. <laughs> does he not like the match, or does he like the cigarette? I know what he doesn't like: the young bucks. Oh my! If you God. thought he hated Cody Rhodes, I feel like he is. Uh, <laughs> he's losing sleep over how much he hates the young bucks. Well, let's hope that the young bucks don't uh, tear any pecs and have a uh, injury update video on the show did you watch that on raw the uh cody update i didn't see it the biggest baby face in the world man good he's never watched that match he can't watch that hell in a cell match back well i mean he is a baby face in wwe there's no doubt about that yeah 
and he was, a, and you, and I'm glad that you finally admit it. He was, and he was a heel his whole run in AEW. And he'll, you know, he's going to be in the Rumble, looks like, hopefully. So, and will you please you. get word to our dear friend Michael Burns that hamburgers are sandwiches? Because oh, I, I can't even. Jesus. That's that's beyond the pale. <laughs> Come on now. If you want to have a debate about hot dogs, Listen, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about power move shit on Monday Night Beers, and I don't want to talk about Monday Night Beers on We Watch Wrestling. I got to keep my worlds apart, Jerry. I need to keep them separated. And then at some point, we're going to get Power Moves questions on the Triple W Q&A, and people are like, do you wash your dick? Yeah. What? <laughs> and if so, what does it smell like? How, how long is too long for a pubic hair? <laughs> I'll take my question off the air. <laughs> I'll take uh, first time, long time. Hmm. <laughs> First yes. pube, long pube. Um, I, I love uh, listening to Cody Rhodes, to, and it is. It's funny after that 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 the package of him, you know, um, it was a great uh, video, and it is like a part one of, you know, next week is going to be another update on him and stuff. And I was like, mm. this is awesome. This feels like. Something that they would have done in the 90s before Vince tore both his quads and lost his mind. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, fe it reminded me of the up close interviews they used to do in that early Attitude Era. Like the best ones were obviously the Mankind ones where they showed the footage from Japan, acknowledged he was Cactus Jack, showed the footage of him jumping off his buddy's roof. It led to mm -hmm. the creation of Dude Love. And it wasn't a gimmick. I mean, it ended with him attacking Jim Ross. So it was still, you know, for show, but it was like, oh, for show. Oh, oh, show. But it seemed like it was also maybe a response to early shoot interview videotapes where they were like, mm. oh, we're going to shoot. We're going to do shoot interviews. Except better. Better. Um, the only other ones I remember were they did the Triple H one, obviously, and they talked about the, uh, the, the curtain call. But then they did one with Goldust where like him and Terry, like, got divorced in the middle of the interview which was so fucking goldie dude yeah goldie, that's good I'm, I'm gonna watch that then that 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 interests me it's good it's it is really good it's 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 played so serious and he's so um he's he he he's great at what he does it's obvious well you know i um yeah. surprised he agreed to even be on raw last night since his georgia bulldogs were playing opposite in the national title game although it wasn't much of a game bulldogs fucking pushed tcu's shit in maddie it was very ugly and lopsided not good the, for ratings the british bulldogs is that what 65 to 7 you know anything about football that's very lopsided <laughs> that's that's you don't hear a score like that too often especially when you don't watch any football at all right you, at least that that's still you know is is noteworthy yeah. Um, when Manny McSee is like, ooh. Uh -oh. Like when that video came up on my TikTok feed of um, this year's the 40th anniversary of the pine tar incident. Oh, yeah. Thank I was like, I, I was like, fuck, even I know that. And the guy comes charging out of the fucking dugout. Dude. Holy shit. That one's Billy, classic. Billy Martin from WrestleMania yeah. 1, kids. Billy Martin. But your brother's into sports, though, right? More than I am, but not. He's oh, okay. not deep. No, like he'll, so he'll, watch, they were, he'll yeah. watch the Patriots on Sunday, but yeah, because I saw that um, uh, 
homage or homage, whatever that site that does all the, the cool shirts, both sports and WWE and pop culture uh-huh. there. They were doing um, like grateful dead NFL collabs. Oh, so okay. each team. So I was like, Oh, I, I wonder if Matt's brother would be interested in this. He would Patriots on, yeah. grateful dead shirt. He would definitely dig on that. He's got a, uh, I remember years ago he had a Grateful Dead shirt with like the the Boston the Red Sox B in mm. the you know mm-hmm. skull. My B, uh, I my B. So okay, Vince is back. He's oh brought his God. crew with him. He's gonna do whatever he wants. Maybe they'll go back private. Maybe they'll sell the company. Maybe he'll fuck some chicks. Whatever it is, we talked about it. There's a pair, and, and King, oh. because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. Yeah. He tried to come back. The board unanimously voted no. <laughs> and then a, like a week later, he goes, well, I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I still have, I, I've got the touch. I've got the power. Removes two, three people from the board. Two people resigned. Or like, fuck this. Uh, including the guy who is in charge of the investigation. And apparently also there's more shit that it has not been made public. So, mm. which begs the question, whoever has been leaking this shit to the wall street journal, right. surely what, what is stopping them from leaking that now as well? Because they're going, okay. In every other realm of business that I've ever operated or yeah. any part of the world, what yeah. I've already done should have ended this person. Clearly, I have nothing that is going to stop them. And so I guess I better just fucking clam up now and hope nobody tricks, tracks it back to me. That's why. Surely this person. Somebody named know, Shirley? Wait a minute. Are you hearing something from yes. Fightful? Who is Shirley? Shirley McLean is on the board of the directors at World Wrestling Entertainment, Inc. I thought she was the liaison to the board of directors. She is the liaison to the board of the directors. She walks around and in, 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 in a previous life, she was, uh, she wore an Excalibur mask. She was George Barrios. I suppose whoever this person is must benefit greatly from the stock rocketing and potentially of a big sale. The old stock rocket. But you know what, Maddie? Let's take yeah. a quick break for this. Yes. <laughs> I like to picture the, the people on the Patreon can see us just sitting here quietly for a second or two. Mm, ever so quietly. I think um, we handled this very well. Um, everything. We've, we've handled everything very well. I think so. We roll with the punches. So the dome was absolutely phenomenal. I thought that... Um, you know, not a bad match on the fucking Dome show. Wrestle Kingdom. I feel like New Japan is, they're coming back. And, I, and then I, I finally sat down and I watched New Year's Dash. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the shift in, you know, uh, where things are going, the new angles. Did you see uh, uh, Takamichinoku said that that new group he formed is called just four guys. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> hey, man, you, you, wrestling can be very simple. Yeah. We're just four guys. Just four guys. I wish that they had called the group uh, three guys and another guy. 
<laughs> maybe that's uh, maybe that's now what uh, Zach Saber Jr.'s group should be because he pulled over that young lion. I thought that was fucking super cool. Yep, grabs the young lion. It's like we're three guys and another guy, and now we're gonna feud with just four guys. <laughs> Who's Shooter's first big angle gonna be with? Ah, uh, it seems like Naito, right? Shooter, yeah. That's Where's good. Shooter? That's good. Uh, as I said last week, I hope that, or I said on the point five, I guess, or whatever, that um, I would love if that fucking Omega um, Jeff Cobb match happened in San Jose, since it is the U.S. belt. I know. Well, that but, was the other announcement that they they said that um, New Japan Strong is going is done. To, well, in so much that it's going to be different. In so much as they're not going to run the Vermont every three weeks. Well, I think in so much as they're not going to run the Vermont every three weeks. <laughs> Let me see. this. Um, it, it's, it's right here. They said. I believe that it was Tana. Tana's the face of this thing. There was a Christmas Eve tweet. This is from the Observer website. New Japan president indicating a change was coming to New, New Japan Strong, that the show is coming to an end, and then said Strong will be rebuilt in 2023. Mm. Uh, then there was a blog post. What did Tanahashi say? Well, it was like uh, an interview or something with him was like the thing I first saw where Tanahashi was kind of going like, here, like disseminating the information, basically. It's very interesting. Um, because it wasn't um, it wasn't what am I trying to say hmm? it wasn't a new Japan show it was its own thing you know it, 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 it never fe- it, it felt it never felt like when we would go to strong and, and I hope this doesn't sound like a complaint because I love that show it never felt like a New Japan show. It it felt like a different company mm. because te- it, because of the talent, mm. because mm-hmm. of the faces, you know. Right. Um, Not taking nothing away from those faces, just I wouldn't have gone if I didn't enjoy seeing those people wrestle. Mm-hmm. That's that's the bottom line. And it was also, and I said it before. That was the show I felt most confident bringing my young son to. That this is going to be a pro wrestling show with pro wrestling matches featuring pro wrestlers, and and, not, and it's not suddenly going to turn into uh you know, you know, uh, uh, come on, wanna lay a, a dancing naked atop the ECW <laughs> arena? What was her name? Come on, wanna lay a come on? That always over delivered too. Without always, fail, always yeah. over delivered. But that said, it, it was like every match or two would feature a, a marquee New Japan talent. You know, yeah. you would get your Tanahashis or your Jay Whites or whatever. Your filthy It'll Toms. It'll be interesting. Your filthy Toms. Your G1 participating filthy Toms. It'll uh, be interesting to see what happens to that show because... Uh, it was great. Yes. Um, and don't forget that mm. San Jose is going to have Jay White and Eddie Kingston squaring off. 
Fucking unbelievable, dude. Jay White's got a chip on his shoulder, as he always has, but especially now when he was unsuccessful in his quest against Okada. Well, not even a quest. I mean, his defense, but... So what happened? This must play into him and Hikaleo doing a loser leaves Japan match. Well, I don't... It's... It seems like maybe Hikaleo is uh, headed somewhere else. I don't know. Does he go on excursion or is he done with the company? I think he, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know, I know that I was reading somewhere that there, like, there's interest in him, but I don't know what's up with his deal. Because mm. who, whose kid is he? Is he also? Haku's kid. Haku's? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, right there. I mean, it, I like to think Vince McMahon walks into the boardroom. He's like, guys, there's a really tall Tongan kid that I'm interested in. Paul still runs everything, but uh, let it be known. I like you know, to think all, that. I like to think that all you can hear on the fourth floor at Titan Towers is drills being screwed in because Vince McMahon and like hammers hammering because he's just putting he's putting the T Rex skull back up on the wall. He's just well, like, he's probably putting it up at the new place. They move right, or they are moving. Are they done at Titan? Remember? I mean, I think I saw I, I saw a headline that I didn't read something about the move, um, but uh, what I like to picture is last night at Raw there was Vince in the um, uh, suit that he wore on uh, what was it called Ribbed or what was the name of that show they did where he like swerved swerved oh he swerved. The Swear wig and the glasses with the goatee and the, and the fat suit didn't he have like a fat suit on you definitely he's like just milling around catering. Is there a word? Was he there? I haven't texted anybody to ask. No, I don't think so. No, I I read that there was. He was not expected to be there, and then I never saw anything different. But what town were they in? I didn't even. Do you remember? Uh, ooh, I knew it. I knew at yeah. one point. It's it's hard to pick up on what town they're in when you have a three hour show on, and you're also doing other things around the house. I know where the JAS was though. They were at the Kings game last night, up in a box. Shut the fuck up! Really? Got they got interviewed. Jericho predicted the final score of the game, which is trouble, right? Because now people are going like, "Uh oh, is this shit work too? Does the NHL work too?" He got it um, right. Oh wow! It was like six to two or something was the final. He like he called it at the like the second, first or second break when they interviewed him. Um, do you I also know saw what? Where, do you know what was the score when he said that? I don't. I'm sure we could find out. Wow. But uh, uh, they were up on the, the, the Tron, too, I saw. Just them, you know, fucking hammered. It seemed like it was boys' night. I didn't, I didn't see the, the two ladies, but all, all the fellows were there. You know what's wild is when I was waiting to get in um, on Sunday, there was like one of those, you know, like, a, for lack of a better term, a party bus all blacked out. And it was like, right, like, not park, but like, on the street right in front of the globe. And I just, I remember I just like looked at it for a second and was like, just sort of not, you know, not thinking sure. anyone was in there of no, but I was like, Oh, that's weird. It's like a blacked out party bus. I wonder what's up, you know? And I wonder if it was them. Cause then I saw a photo of them in a, yeah. A vehicle oh, it must like have that. been. Yeah. I like to I think drove by. The- they're like, drive by the line again. Look at these assholes. <laughs> I like this hat. I like this bus. <laughs> I like to think that, uh, the party bus, if we, if we saw it again, it was, black and gold and it matched their outfits that mm. they were all wearing that was fucking fantastic if you, if you don't know what we're talking about at the battle of los angeles pwg on sunday the pwg champion is daniel garcia 
and uh, obviously noted member of the JAS, Jericho Appreciation Society. And during what was scheduled to be a six-man tag, uh, Daniel Garcia was introduced and he grabbed the microphone and said, uh, I'm not, you think I'm tagging with these two pro wrestlers? I don't tag with pro wrestlers. I only tag with sports entertainers. And then Judas hit. And then one by one, everybody came out matching gold sparkling bedazzled sports coats with tearaway black pants. Looked like they were playing in Lawrence Welk's band. Oh, it was beautiful. And, and, and Ty Mello was there. Um, Anna Jay. Anna Jay was there. Jake Hager was there. I saw she noted, oh, this is only my sixth indie that I've worked. <laughs> Anna Jay. Anna Jay. <laughs> What a storybook career she has had. She went from my third match ever is on Dynamite, and now I'm <laughs> signed and a superstar. Um, I love that, and I and I've said this before. I love that the the two women are in the act because it it totally makes it feel so much more rounded out. It feels like a real stable, and it reminds me of the mid late '90s Horsemen when woman and elizabeth were both in the group because it just mm. it adds depth you know uh, I mean, that's certain having, je ne sais quoi having more people involved adds legitimacy to it i don't know you know because it if you're not going to be like a tight three-man crew like the Freebirds, mm. you know um or if you don't have like five brothers like the von erics then it, it should be a small unit like an LIJ, which I guess is what there's four or five of them, but or a big stable. Like I love a big stable, not over bloated like the New World Order, obviously. I feel like JES, that's the perfect size of a stable where you have you can have a 10 man tag and still have your heater on the outside, mm -hmm. the valets on the outside. You know, Dude. it's just, it's perfect. It's, it's a, it's a perfect group. You've got the star, you've got the young up and comer, you've got the tag, you've got the obnoxious high flyer, you know, who, who wrestles like a baby face, but you hate him because he's such a dick. It's, it's perfect. Hager's having the time of his life. He don't do shit anymore. Oh my God. He gets to wear that stupid hat everywhere he goes. He's like, he's like, uh, take a bump every, uh, three months. It's like, you know, I take a bump once in a while. I go home. My old lady yells at me. Yeah, it's a, I got a great life. Um, yes. Bola. Bola was out of control. Hey, let me tell you about night one since you weren't there. All right. First, no. of, first of all, I rolled Hit me in. with the highlights. What do you, what do you think? I'm going to read a detailed blow by blow? <laughs> I ain't got Don't time Don't give me the that. Alvarez version. Give me a fucking break pal um i for my own because as i said i am taking notes uh and it, this is for my own benefit this started i'm what am i what am i getting at i am not declaring myself a expert on pro wrestling. I am not declaring myself a, a historian. I'm, I'm declaring nothing. I, in my notes, 
I have this started with the world class stuff. It may even have started in Mid South, but just for my own benefit, I am using a star rating system. This is not like, I am, like John O'Donnell used to do in his joke book. Not trying to yes yes. I, this is not. I'm not trying to be Dave Meltzer or who's the guy who invented it? Fucking um, Wayne uh, Dooley. Dooley. Yeah. Not trying to be Cornette or Dooley or I'm just. This is but. If it helps you, kids listening at home, then by all means. But I, I, I am not looking for. I mean, I, as what soon is, as, what's as soon any as, of it but opinion? What's any of it but opinion? What's any, any of the people it, you've, and even the people who right. are perhaps more of an expert in some way, right? It's still an, it's still an opinion, right? But I, as, as soon as I put a star next to something, I was like, I just want to make it clear. I'm not looking for undue praise or people be like oh mccarthy gave this a star one quarter star right exactly and that's why i'm keeping it as simple as possible man because the i'm 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 putting a star next to something where i'm like this is this is worth going out of your way to watch but then i realized like with kenny and osprey i was like "Uh, i might give that like two stars of like Stop what you're doing and watch it right I'm now. I'm about to. Exactly. That's what. Did any of these matches night one garner a star? No. Oh. I would say the closest would have been uh, Jordan Grace, Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham, just because that's exactly the type of match that I love where there mm. is a story. There is um, because they kept doing the gimmick where because um, she's so strong. Uh, he kept putting her in. Um, a full Nelson, and she broke out of it right away. I mean, mm. every time, like he did, like three or four times, and she just kept breaking out of it. And yeah. then he starts posing, like mm. like doing his like bodybuilding posing, and yeah. then he's like, "All right, you put me, you put me in the full Nelson," and then she puts him in the full Nelson, and he can't get out. Uh. <laughs> but the story of that match was great because uh, they're married, if y'all don't know, and so he's the submission submission expert the octopus he knows a thousand and one holds but she knows his holds right so that she was able to counter out of everything uh so i love that it was such a great story for that match um, so there was no um there was enough of a story that they didn't need whoever won to have to or whoever lost to have to do the dishes in perpetuity at home exactly exactly and you know what maybe i will give that a star because that is something i would like to watch again um well it's already on pre-order it was beautiful because they also they we talk about it all the time and because i finally watched i don't know if you can see it behind me can you see the cable behind me can you I see, see dink i see dink on display can you see nikki cross hiding behind me oh a nice clean shot uh nikki yeah cross needs to take on the mankind gimmick now that she's lurking back where she's lurking she needs to put on the mask and go mankind you know what womankind I don't, I don't hate that womankind i don't hate that at all <laughs> i don't hate that at all dude if she became womankind she's been you know she's she's got some some reasons to be upset to maybe have gone a little crazy i don't hate that and especially if nicole if noelle's not gonna wind up wrestling noelle can't be womankind noelle well, noelle's too, sable or something i know well that is she's 
She's beautiful. She can't taking be. nothing away from Nikki Cross's appearance. No, she's, of course, but like she doesn't. She does not have that vibe. Right. Th- that's right. what it is. And she's right. she's she's a blonde, you know, from Long Island. It's yeah. It's a different. It's a whole different vibe. Um, Nikki, start I, tearing your hair out. Go ahead. Sorry. Who wasn't there a, a woman who used to come out and do that, or was that Luna? Was that Luna Vashon who would come out and rip her hair out? I don't know. I can't or remember. am I just thinking of mankind? <laughs> well, him and Luna, a little bit interchangeable, right? They were cut from the same cloth a little bit. Anyway, I finally got my Blu-ray of Dink. So I watched Jordan Grace versus Masha Slamovich. Fantastic fucking match. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I watched because right, you, you missed it the first time. What, what I came in during the, uh, the Lucha six. Okay. Man, yep. Which my God, if something gets a star, that fucking match gets a star. It's fucking right. crazy. Um, but I kept appreciating that Jordan Grace is utilizing the body slam, which it feels mm. like you don't see enough anymore. I don't see it enough anymore. No, oh, I love it. I love a clean slam. So this was something else that I loved in Gresham Grace. They kept, they went back and forth with body slams. They must've body slammed each other like 10 or 15 times in a row. Maybe not that many, but you know, it was beautiful. And I was like, God damn it. Love this fucking match, dude. Was it about, was the room similarly attended as night two? Uh, I felt it was lighter night one, actually, okay. which was surprising for a Saturday night. But like, I can't, you know, I came in, I was looking for, I was looking for every, I, you know, I, I knew you weren't going to be there and I knew Carlos wasn't going to be there and I knew Mike Avila wasn't going to be there because that's, you know, now we're right. talking about uh, three quarters of cross control. We had to be down the street, even that's though right. I probably, well, no, I was put out too many fires, but yes. Oh, I'm sure. No, you, I wouldn't have been able to focus. Oh, are you shitting me? <laughs> you would have been pacing like a fucking tiger in a cage, like a tiger mask in Brian cage. Cause, cause you know what? Even though I, it don't matter wherever I'm at, I seem to be in charge. So I was down there, you know, like worrying about bands that oh. hadn't shown up yet and what time people were supposed to start and all that normal bullshit. But anyway, let me tell you something, dude, next time you're there, uh, in charge of things do something about the uh the bartender downstairs because she sucked oh the guy upstairs was great the guy upstairs was fucking great yeah that guy was really cool he runs the show there danny yeah. knew him danny acuna knew him yeah he's a good because dude we were downstairs and and after and all i wanted was a club soda yeah all i wanted was just one pepsi and she wouldn't get it for me uh danny was like fuck this i'm not giving this <laughs> not giving this young lady any money we went upstairs <laughs> aye, um, aye. Masha and Alex Shelley opened up night one very good match SB Kento uh, was beaten by Brian Keith Brian Keith who I, is he a Chicago guy because I know Michael Keith told us I think he's he was, Texas but he's, okay. he must he must get booked in Chicago because yeah O'Keefe was saying that he had was familiar with him he was great yeah. Um, SBK has trunks like party boy, uh, very <laughs> high cut. I was, uh, and, and high up the backside too. It felt very much like it is the holiday season. So every time he would, you know, move around the ring, all I kept just thinking, can't see the line. Can you Russ? <laughs> uh, commander beat Latigo and goddamn those two fucking tore it up. I could watch those two wrestle all fucking day. Commander. Uh he has great. command of the ring ropes. I'll tell you that much, pal. And the Latigo, 
I just love a, a luchador with a, you know, like a, like a, like a larger frame. Oh, right. right. Yes. You guys were talking about him and, uh, you know, yeah. anything that rhymes with Stratego for me. <laughs> uh, Aramis of Skywalker. This was an okay match. I mean, if there was a, if you could say that there was a, not a, as great a match on the show, it would be them. Skywalker's weird. He's got those ear holes in the yeah. mask. He's the, he's the big guy from Japan with the ear holes in his mask. Yeah, only familiar with the yearbooks, the the right. you know, the annual yearbooks. That's why I was. I know I'd seen him, but I, I don't he think I'd seen. Him. He sure jumps out. If you even those tiny pictures in the in the Japanese wrestling yearbooks, you're like, yeah, yearbook more like earbook. What's up with uh -oh. this Skywalker guy? You might as well keep those protected if you can. Um, they they had a few spots where it felt like they were having trouble communicating, and then there was a there was a one or two moments where you're just like, now what was that supposed to be? You know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, you don't like that. Whatever. Uh, Oku Takeshita, uh, fantastic. Probably match of the night, as a matter of fact, actually, of night one. Um, and Carlos mentioned, oh, you know what? Anise mentioned it night one, and then Carlos mentioned it night two that Oku and Osprey had a match last year at Rev Pro that is worth going out of your way to see. Hmm. Hey, Maddie, no. hang on one second here. Cool. We're back. We're back. Um, uh, you, you know, we both, uh, a lot of us saw that um, Don Callis was in the house. The invisible hand was not oh, so invisible. Right. Did you hear about this angle he was doing afterwards? Mm -mm. Apparently, this is according to... Uh, he who's he pal god callus was uh being followed by some aew cameras that were there oh right i saw that yeah mm -hmm. and he went up to Takeshita after the finals came down to speedball and Takeshita, and Takeshita did not mm -hmm. win the battle of los angeles and don callus was I don't know if he's recruiting him or if he's, right. you know, he's you've like, been on a bit of a losing streak, kid, you know, because on Twitter, Callus for a while has been like, yeah. you know, tweeting at, at or replying to, to Keston stuff and not in a mean way like he does the Lance Storm. <laughs> um, but I did see where, you know, they there was that tweet about, you know, like Don Callis was followed by it and uh -huh. Disco was like, he needs to learn English if he wants to whatever. And Don Callis is like, he speaks better English than you do. Uh, fucking Disco Inferno. Yeah, what an it, stay in your fucking strip club. Just he's a piece of shit. Go look at UFOs above your fucking strip club, okay, buddy? Just fuck right off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, I'll tell you about the rest of night one, and then I had too much coffee, so I need to. You need to vamp in a second. Um, Daniel Garcia and Titus Alexander. Great match. Tons of heat. You saw the clip. Daniel Garcia was kicking obnoxious fans and uh, he dumped one <laughs> girl's uh, blue gimmick all over her boyfriend. Mm. It was fucking where well, I don't know if it's a boyfriend, but uh, highly entertaining. Daniel Garcia fucking heat mm. heat. And then they were brawling around outside and fucking shit was getting ugly. It was wonderful. Um, Hard fucking landing on the floor. The they they were just fucking 
I mean, Garcia was demanding people. He was stealing chairs from people. And at one point, like one dude wouldn't give him his chair. And he's like, give me this fucking chair. I'm going to slap your glasses off your goddamn head. Oh, God damn. You know, so then he's throwing a, this was great. He's throwing all these chairs into the ring and the referee is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like if you hit him with any of these chairs, you're, you're done. You're out of the tournament. So Garcia must not rolls, have been Rick Knox then. Oh my God. <laughs> you think Carlos hates the box. <laughs> uh, so then Garcia gets in the ring. And then the referee's like, fucking knock it off. And he starts clearing the, the chairs out. While he's clearing the chairs out, Garcia, PWG champ, he grabs the belt and he's about to hit Titus in the head with it. He thinks better of it, tosses him the belt, does the Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. gimmick. He's laying down. As the ref is still cleaning up the chairs, Titus is like, fuck this. He tosses the belt back on Garcia. He lays down. So now they're both down. <laughs> referee turns around. He's like, the fuck is going on here? The referee lays down. So now the whole <laughs> laying on the ground. And it was just like, it felt like old school PWG yeah. type spot to make Jim Cornette, you know, rip his dick off because he's so fucking angry. <laughs> Beat it on the wall. Yeah. So then uh, he wound up uh, hitting the kid with the, the belt. He couldn't beat him. Daniel Garcia couldn't beat the kid clean. So he got himself disqualified, and then he cuts a monster heat promo, and then we mm. had the uh, Luchador um, three-way, Bandito, Taurus, and Vikingo. Vince, a bull, a bandit, and a Viking walk into a bar Dude, and have a the, fucking... The drinks are very expensive, too. Very expensive. At this particular bar. <laughs> fucking try to get yourself uh, two hot dogs and a Diet Coke. It's going to cost you 12 bucks. Well, that was um, uh, the thing where that you were talking about Garcia knocked a drink out of the woman's hand, and then I think she got another drink knocked out of her hand, and Tony Deppin was like, he replied, he's like, that's like $50 at the Globe or whatever. You know? Right. <laughs> well, because the fucking the blue gimmick, the AMF, apparently it's the West Coast uh, Long Island iced tea. Adios, motherfucker. It's just one mm-hmm. of these drinks that it's every booze and sugar. Listen, um, if it I, took down Drunk Joe, it's going to take down you. I remember we were on a booze cruise once and my buddy was like, I only have enough money for two drinks. <laughs> yes. So he, we, and it was, it was a Metallica cover band. Oh yeah. Mr. Brownstone, a Guns N' Roses cover band. Was this on the fucking Hudson? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We went I, around I, Liberty yeah. Island. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw the bad brains on that boat. So here's what my buddy did. He ordered a Long Island iced tea. No ice. Oh my God. You you want to talk about somebody vanishing from the fucking planet, dude? Uh, I feel like the ATF should have stormed the boat as soon as that happened and said that's not allowed. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. Long Island iced tea. Hold the ice. Um, <laughs> no, let's not ice this tea, if you please. No. All right, I need to, I need to uh, uh, get rid of some coffee. You tell everybody about the cross control show, would you? Get rid of it? Are you serious, dude? Oh, look out, man. Um, yes. So I think we have a location now for, um, the hang that's going to happen before the show on the 18th in San Jose. So if you're going to be up there, let me get the, uh, the name of the place. And then we will, um, do this. Cause people have like tweeted at me. People have, you know, the various forms. So I just need, uh, I'm trying to think what, what is one location where people can be like, yes, I'm going to hang out before the 
show in San Jose. Um, why don't you just uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram if that's possible or, or the show, either one, and just let, let us know that you're going to hang out. We've got a place right by um, uh, the venue where we hung out last time with Rob Sacuzzo um, that uh, they've got, uh, it's a full bar, I believe, I believe, but they've got, um, they've got food there as well. Um, original gravity public house is what it's called. So anyway, DM me somewhere, hopefully just Instagram so that I've at one place and we will hook up and hang out on the 18th before the big show. So here comes Maddie. Now Maddie's back. He got rid of the coffee in question. There was coffee. I had to get rid of it. <laughs> um, Usually you pour it in your face. Yeah. Well, that was the problem, Vince. I'd already poured it in my face. Okay. You don't buy coffee. You rent it. Um, thoughts on night two of Bola? Um, I enjoyed it. I had a wonderful time hanging out. Um, I don't recall any matches that like blew me away. It was confusing um, because, and I went back, you know, maybe I'm suspicious, but they had, they had explained this on Twitter, right? That, that one of the matches on night on the night one card. Yeah was not an official tournament match and that the winner of one of those matches would then wrestle Mike Bailey on night two mm -hmm. because of, for one reason or another, Mike Bailey couldn't make it to night one. So Real convenient for the guy who wins it all to only have to wrestle one night, although he had to wrestle more times, but whatever. He, he certainly did wrestle uh, four times in a night, which is... Um, Definitely you know, trying to ruin Brass Monkey for people. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, I, I, I don't know that I'm, I think definitely people in our circle watching the show. Oh, first of all, this is what I wanted to mention. When I rolled in on night one, somebody was like, where's Vince? Where's your other half? And I was like, oh, he's, he's got the cross control show. We're going to run to that afterwards. And she's like, uh, so you're here alone? I'm like, no. I'm surrounded by friends everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. PWG, baby. Damn. Anyway. But Speedball, it is kind of one note. It's, it's still very exciting. His matches are still entertaining. I like Speedball, but, I I, like but he is, it's one note. Yes. Because looking at him wrestling four times in a night, means you're going to get four speedball Mike Bailey matches in a night. Whereas Macho Man Randy Savage or Ted DiBiase wrestling four times on WrestleMania 4, you're going to get different matches. You know Even what I mean? Even other guys on that card. Even other, like, you know. That's it. Like, you think about, you think about Zack Sabre Jr. and that he has a style. But I think back to watching him and even even him, you know, there was a, enough of 
a, a change from match to match if he was wrestling like that, you know? No doubt. Just as because, one example of a guy who you think is one way. Uh, no kidding. Because it is, it, 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 you, you get like, you know, and, it, and it's perhaps unfair to compare, you know, Flair. It's not fair to compare Flair. But even with Flair, it's like, you know, you've got your Flair match, but he can do a lot. Like a Will Ospreay and a Kenny Omega, it's like that's a guy where you're like, oh, they're in there tonight with Moxley or Ishii or whatever, and it's like they're wrestling that guy's style. Anybody who has to wrestle four times in a night with Speedball is going to be wrestling the Speedball match, you know? Sure, they're going to have to take the kicks, the rapid kicks. So we open up Jordan Grace. Apparently, it was the husband and wife match that did not count for the tournament um it was a fun match but maybe it was a little confusing but the crowd was very quiet but this is this was the beginning of the mike bailey getting his finger broken spot Mm. um which i would need to maybe rewatch the tournament final match again but i kept waiting because once it happened again with um skywalker against speedball And he was also bending back. First of all, Mike Bailey must be double-jointed because he can bend his finger all the way back and touch his wrist with it. Mm. And that was the gimmick that everybody's trying to break his fingers off. And and looking back on it now, that should have... In the final match, he should have had no hand. Right. You know? Like, his hand should have been, like, wrapped up. But then, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like... But that's a guy who does everything with his fucking feet. Right. So what does it matter if he can't punch you? You know what I mean? There is there is a certain because like when Will Ospreay, I forget the match, but like he's like selling his leg. Maybe it was Will Ospreay and Zack Saber Jr. But like, or maybe it was maybe it was his hand. But it, there was some PWG match with Will Ospreay <clears throat> where he had his hand had been you know, twisted and bent to the point where he couldn't use it anymore. And then he went ahead and did his like flip bounce against the rope and back Mm. where he would usually handspring against the rope, but his hand was fucked up. So he just did the flip without Uh, using his hands against the rope. And it was the damnedest fucking thing you ever saw. (laughs) I don't recall any of that. There being any payoff with speedball in that respect, but you know, it was still a fun story to watch everybody wrestling speedball twist his fucking fingers back to his fucking wrist. Um, Titus Alexander and Takeshita, Suplex City, they beat the shit out of each other. Takeshita maybe should have won. I don't know. Speedball has a longer history with PWG and, and especially being banned from the country for half a decade that there was something satisfying about him coming back and, and winning the thing, but Again, it does seem like he's in that spot with PWG where the crowd's about to turn on him, mm. you know, and I don't know if he's ready for a, I, I, I think he'd be a great heel, right? I don't know if he thinks it, but I don't know what he thinks because I'm not speedball Mike Bailey, Vince. Okay. And he might not be able to articulate it well either based on his post-match promo. Oh God, that was brutal. I, I was just milling around in the back and I was like, is somebody going to come out and beat him up? Because I can't listen to anymore. I'm about to run into the ring and beat him up because I can't listen to this anymore. 
Uh, Brian, Keith, and Masha, great little match. Fun near falls, Commander and Bandito. Unbelievable lucha match. Um, mm. There was a botched three count that really took the steam out of that match, unfortunately. And it took a minute for them to get everybody back in. Yeah. Um, Skywalker and Speedball, I mentioned again, good action. Taurus and Latigo had a tag match against Aramis and Ray Horace. Always fun. The Luchadors just kill it. These guys know each other so well. And yeah, it's it's great. Um Takeshita and Commander, hot, hot action with a quick finish. It felt like a quick finish. And then again, our our dear friend the doctor, Justin Borden, calling for the bell. And he you'd think that the it started playing like, was this another right. botch finish by the referee? And and the, the bell wouldn't ring. <laughs> Then Justin's getting hot, screaming, ring the fucking bell. Yeah. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, this poor guy's getting all the goddamn heat. Um, Brian Keith and Speedball was very good. And then we got the big tag match with the Jericho Appreciation Society, which featured a PWG staple, the slow motion spot. Mm-hmm. At some point, Jake Hager jumped up and he must have had a stopwatch. Maybe he stole it from Meltzer. I don't know. But he pressed a button and suddenly everything went into slow motion. And it was beautiful. And the crowd was chanting in slow motion. Remote control. And then the final speedball into Keshita. Mm. Um, super fun. Brain Buster on the top turnbuckle. Unbelievable. Great match. Yeah. Great night uh, of pro wrestling. I'm uh, I'm a happy guy. I can't wait to, uh, for Wednesday and to watch more pro wrestling live. We're, we're going to do color. it. We're going to do it, Maddie. But first, let's do this. Okay. Yeah. I think we do the smoothest transitions in the business. That's That's what I think. I don't know. Well, about you. Uh, who, who's to who, who's to say that we don't? Who, who's interested in saying that we don't? I don't know. I went by the Americana at the uh, uh, over over in Glendale oh. to the Barnes and Noble. If they do carry inside the ropes, I did not see a copy. I feel like they did, but I haven't seen it there in a bit. Okay, like I I always pop in there if I'm over yeah. around there, and I I know I've seen it there in the past, but it's been a little while. Maybe so maybe I'm, they didn't uh, alert them either that they <laughs> right that's what happened to get them or something you know I think that's exactly what happened so we'll get to the bottom of what uh, you should have yeah well I re-upped my uh, well I, I I have not re-upped my PWI subscription uh, so I grabbed the uh, top tag team issue that they put out mm. and lo and behold believe it or not. The Usos were the number one tag team. I believe it. Who do you think was number two? Um, I got to go with um, Alpha Academy. You wish. <laughs> um, oh, who's my number two? Uh, number two is probably... Um, uh, is it I FTR? Remember, yeah, it is FTR. Yeah. Because it is, it's... Even, even with... A seeming lack of television time, and maybe just because they weren't on every single week, um, they were still represented. But it, 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 in typical PWI fashion, they had every other belt 
So, of course, you got to put them at number two. Right. Uh, number three, you'll be happy to know, the Briscoes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. They had a great year. I think they probably, I mean, set aside, FTR had all the belts. Right. Set aside, the Usos were dominant in WWE on WWE television. So, that's always going to put you at the top of a PWI list. The Briscoes, as far as everything else that's concerned, had the best year in tag wrestling uh, uh, last year. No doubt about it. Yeah. The I'd love it if they got announced for fucking San Jose. Oh, fucking Christ. Number four was Death Triangle. And number five is FWC, who uh, are a tag in... Where are the Bucks at? Stardom. Well, the Bucks... They cracked the top ten? Or did Carlos have a say? Young Bucks were number eight. Number six, RK Bro. Number seven, the OC. Mm. Gallows and Anderson, which feels a little high to me. Uh, Number nine, the Hex, Allison Kay and Marty Bell. And number 10, Violence is Forever, Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo. But our favorites... Seems a little low. Street Profits, number 13. And then the acclaimed, number 20. <laughs> Naomi and Sasha Banks, number 19. Uh, did they wrestle enough in the voting period, too? Yeah, I was going to ask, what is the voting period even before you mentioned them? But No kidding. Uh, damage Control, number 25. Man, oh man, oh man! I'm still going down this goddamn list. Number mm-hmm. thirty-two, Alpha Academy. Mm. Shoes. I guess uh, quality catchphrases and promo segments are not taken into consideration, dude. After after him getting, you know, someone saying, "Oh, he does Kurt Angle," which was bullshit. Um, it is bullshit. And then, um, uh, oh, that was Kevin Nash. That said that, unfortunately. Um, but then I saw someone else saying, like, oh, you take a catchphrase from a Pauly Shore movie. Is that is 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 Shush? Is that a is that a Pauly? Is that a weasel? Is he is he fucking uh, look juice in the wheeze or whatever the fuck it was called? I'm not sure. Sh- I love movies. I'm not sure that being able to point out somebody lifted something from a Pauly Shore movie that being so familiar with Paulie Shore movies is that big of a flex, you know? Fair. Firm, but fair. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you if that's true or not, uh, but Paulie ain't using it anymore. Boodum, boom, boodum, boom, boodum, boodum. And then um, the rest of the top... Oh, did they do a top 100? Mm-mm, no, they did not. They did. I mean, I don't... I, I'll be honest. I don't know most of these teams mm. i guess it just speaks to they don't even watch anything they admit it 64 the viking raiders <laughs> i gotta put the steiners on mine because i've been watching these steiner matches i understand no i mean it's it's mostly uh indie wrestlers um mm. that we don't get in our area number 70 the your dark area Order. city or your town Mana McSee is don't forget and down. Man, oh man, the best friends are number 78. That's low for, for, for people that are on TV. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Can you hear the garbage truck outside? Oh, no. Number 89, the butcher and the blade. 
Mm, well, that'll change. That'll change. That, you saw that, that promo? That promo was outstanding. All greased up. Uh, how about the blade coming, showing up for work? Finally. Well, the blade fucking, you know, good, good. I, yeah. I like, I like the passion. I like the volume, you know, butchers just standing there. They're lean. They're mean smoking all the green, but fucking, mm-hmm. I liked that. I, I'm, I'm amazed. Bollywood boys even made this list. They are 95. Reminds me of the Irwin brothers. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being honest. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I could see that. <laughs> Come on, Maddie. I'm calling about the knife for fuck's sake. I'm calling about the knife. Uh, let's take a trip to Dallas. A magical trip. A magical trip to a magical place called the Sportatorium. Dallas. Speak, speaking of Dallas, um, I, I asked anybody that I could think of at that place on night two. I was like, do you watch The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs on Shudder? Hmm. Like, no. no. What is that? No. no. And I'm like, God damn it. But uh, if anybody listening listens, uh, listens, if anybody listening watches The Last Drive-In, Darcy the male girl was in the house on night two. She was hanging out watching the wrestling. What is it like? Uh... Like Spengooly, but horror movies exclusively or something? Exactly. It is. Um, he hosts the movie. Yeah. It's, it's just like, you know, because he did. I forget the name of the show he did on the movie channel. Um, if it was just called Joe Bob Briggs or, or, or Joe Bob goes to the movies. I honestly don't know. But when he was on TNT, it was Monster Vision. Uh, I remember Monster Vision. Yes. Yeah. Monster Vision was, was, was the fucking shit. Okay. Um, and also when I was looking at her, um, uh, Twitter, because I was like, is that her or is it just like, you know, cause it, it she stood out it, it, even though it was, she was doing a great job, like kind of hiding in the corner, watching the show, mm-hmm. uh, on her Twitter, she mentioned that they are working on digitizing all of his old shows wow. and making that available first on Patreon, but then also on what are my two favorite words? Peacock! Physical media. That's oh. right. <laughs> Peacock's one word. My bad. Walsh was just mentioning a show that's on Peacock that he said was actually good. I need to mm-hmm. text him and ask what that was. But it certainly wasn't world-class championship no. wrestling. Where are we? Season 3, episode 43, October 27th, 1984 on Peacock. Peacock. We have Bill Mercer running down the card. We get a replay. Just in case you forgot, Carrie Von Eric once beat Ric Flair for the belt. So we have a full 15 minutes of this. Who fucking could forget that shit? No kidding. We also get replays of the Gino Hernandez, Jake the Snake promos, along with the Chris Adams office promo. And then get a Jake the Snake, Gino Hernandez music video. Do you ever have a recollection of Jake using the snake in a maneuver like that? He's he. It looks like he's applying a sleeper hold with the snake to Mister Perfect. Am I wrong? I honestly don't ever remember that happening. But that just based on the lighting, that looks like that happened at a house show, doesn't it? It does. Maybe that was something for the uh, the local crowd. Maybe the snake was already dead, and Vince was. That's like, also a very valid point mm-hmm. or a hypothesis. We're going to get our money out of it. Just you choke him with the snake. I mean, it, ah, if it doesn't start smelling, just uh, use it. Kurt, it's dead. Nothing's going to happen to you, pal. God, relax. 
First matchup, Bill Irwin versus Jules Strongbow. Ooh. Uh, this one went to a time limit draw, which was excruciating. Um, took out my stopwatch. I couldn't. I didn't even have time to hit start. Immediately, Bill Mercer mentions Jules Strongbow is an Indian. Oh man, <laughs> Cherokee. He's from Oklahoma. Um, up top, Mike was hot, and goddamn, um, Bill Irwin is screaming at Jules Strongbow, and he says. Last time you messed with a cowboy, you lost the whole continent. And I was like, shit, that was a stiff one across the fucking jaw. Dude. Um, and speaking of Oklahoma City, uh, Bill Mercer gives a shout out to KWTV Channel 7. Did I say 7? I mean Channel 9. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Big Bill. We get an Iceman King Parsons promo in the fake locker room. Talking about Chris Adams. Adams went goofy. And then also, I couldn't, I rewound it. And then I rewound it again. And then I put on the closed captioning. I don't understand what he was trying to say about Gary Hart. I because he said, Gary Hart, he walks around in man clothes, but, and then goes, you know what I'm saying. So I'm like, he's is he trying? Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's, he's calling him homosexual. It is. is what I, was, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, but I was just like, I don't, it was so, I don't know. It was uh, stupid. It was so stupid, <laughs> so uncalled for, so confusing. And I'm just like, this is, I, I want to like you, Iceman. Why you got to do this? You know, but, but also, uh, I mean, it almost feels like Texas TV. I, I guess they were getting beamed to some other places, but it's just like, I feel like at that point he could have just used the F word on him, you know, Yeah. like yeah. unfortunately, but that, yeah. but it's just like he, he was, he was trying to like, you know, get too, uh, creative with it. If, if, you know, ah. so stupid, um, <clears throat> Kevin comes in, Kevin Von Eric comes in, does a real bad job pretending to use the lockers. Um, cause, uh, Mark Lawrence is interviewing Iceman in front of the fake lockers. And then Kevin just like comes in like there is no room for him to get in. And yeah. he starts pretending like he's trying to open up the locker. And then he just turns around and and it's not even like Mark Lawrence is catching like, oh, I just wanted to catch you really quickly before yeah. you can change. It's just like Kevin, he wasn't very good at it. Chris Adams. He's like, uh, he's like uh, uh, I forgot my I forgot my combination. It's open, Kevin. It's not, it's not locked. Well, then at the very end of his interview, he acts like, all right, well, I'm going to get changed. He just lifts up his shirt halfway and then keeps talking. So he's got like his abs and one nipple sticking out while he's just finishing the rest of his thought. I know I forgot my combination. Uh, I, I know these lockers don't lock. So he recaps in detail the Chris Adams turn. Uh, back in the ring, Killer Khan beats... Oh, no, he lost to Iceman King Parsons. There was a DQ because he kept karate chopping or judo chop. What does he do? Uh, well, he's chopping. I it's should. a judo chop. I think it's a judo chop, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Bill Mercer gives a shout out to San Juan Puerto Rico TV. They watch us in San Juan. Um. Where there's Puerto Ricans. <laughs> uh, 
the uh who was the uh, i didn't write it down who's the old referee um oh uh bronco bronco was lubich. getting into it. bronco lubich getting into it with skander akbar about dqing killer Khan. he said i warned him he's out and our big main event, Kevin and Mike Von Eric versus Gino Hernandez and Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, Andrea the Giant, aka Baby Doll, is at ringside with them. Uh, you know, typical match, brawling around. Mike stinks, and then Stella May comes out, and God, I think this match went like four and a half minutes, something like that. Insane, and then. Kevin gets on the mic and says, uh, if those two come back out right now and wrestle me, I'll give them $5,000. Oh, <laughs> damn. They, they, they sure as fuck. They came back out, but you know, I would imagine that was it for that show. And world-class championship wrestling season three, episode 44 on Peacock, November 3rd, 1984. At the Cotton Bowl. So this is from... This show took place October 27, 1984. And I'm so impressed with the turnaround that they get this footage on their TV. Boom. Almost to the it. point... Yeah, almost to the point where you're like, does this hurt your local market? Because it's like... Because they're not filling the Cotton Bowl. Right. Um, But they're also not... It's not embarrassing how many empty seats there are. It's like, there's a ton of fucking people there. Um, right. And it's all about how you shoot it, right? Yeah. And the, unfortunately, they hit too many angles where you're like, oh, look at that over there. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Nobody came to the Cotton Bowl today. There you go. Oh, See, you should have poured a coffee in your face. I got caught in a yawn. This, uh, I gave a star. Ralph Pulley singing God Bless America. This was abysmal. This guy, little pitchy dog, little pitchy. I need to play this for Glennis so she can hear this guy singing. Uh, not sweet. And also, he's singing, it seems like, you know, forgotten verses of God mm. Bless America because at first people don't even know to stand, like, you see people slowly start to stand up. They're like, oh, fuck, he's singing God. Like, like there's a point. He, it's not until he hits the chorus. Like, a whole bunch of people are like, oh, shit. <laughs> they start standing up and stuff. It's pretty funny. Uh, they go to Bill Mercer. He throws the commercial break. If you watch this closely on Peacock, kids, turn up the volume. You can hear the theme from Star Wars start to play in the background. <laughs> they couldn't get rid of it. It's pretty goddamn funny. First match up, The Missing Link versus George Weingroff. Uh, I hit my stopwatch as soon as Bill Mercer said George Weingroff's name. So this is a little before the bell. I should have waited till the bell rang. Uh, it takes him less than a minute. I, I, I estimate about 50 seconds before he mentions George Weingroff. Is. I love this transition for you with the stopwatch and the notepad. Maybe start getting the hair a little. I mean, Jesus Christ. The stopwatch, the notepad, the star rating system. I am. Dave Meltzer. You're I mean, in now, transition, my friend. I'm renewing the P.O. box. It might as well I'm be in you Campbell. now. It might as well be in Campbell, California, for all we care. But what's next? A newsletter? Let's keep an eye on the uh, F4 uh, YouTube because uh, Dave should have a hat by now. 
if he decides to put it on his head. Good point. Well, he's he, you know, he spends a lot of time styling his hair. What if he just puts it up on the shelf next to all the lucha masks? I think he uses uh, Dapper Dan or is he Fop guy? I think he uses Brill Cream. He's he's old school. A little dabble, do you? Yeah. Got to be careful. That shit looks a lot like a toothpaste tube. Well, Dave knows. I bet I'd like to imagine the office is the only messy. Like you go into the bathroom, you're like, this is pristine, Dave. Mm. Kelly Kaninsky and El Diablo versus the Fantastics. Uh, Bobby devil. Fulton and Rogers. The devil. It's a fine match. It's fun to see the Fantastics again. They're on their world tour, apparently. Um, and Bill Mercer mentions, rumor has it, Sunshine is coming back to the territory. Praise be. Next up, love this. A Cotton Bowl State Fair music video featuring Iceman King Parsons and David Manning. Mm. Having a great time riding rides and playing games. At one point, Iceman squirts David Manning in the face with the squirt gun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, hopefully the National Wrestling Alliance doesn't see this footage and see a official cavorting, consorting, right. I don't know what word I want, with talent. Why is Manning at that fair with him? It's supposed to be impartial. You're buddy-buddying with a, a competitor? It should have been Bill Mercer. And the Fantastics in tuxedos playing games at the mm. state fair. Unbelievable. Throwing darts and baseballs and footballs and stuff. In uh, our main event for the show. First of all, introduced by DJ Rick Bryant from Eagle 97. You up the ladder with another platter. It's Rick Bryant. Hey, everybody. It's Rick Bryant coming at you on the Eagle. Ah, 97 on the bird (laughs) the bird is the word and the eagle is the beagle coming up next the almond brothers but first up reo speedwagon we're gonna take a trip to outer space with jefferson starship (laughs) (laughs) all right the big six-man title is up for grabs gino hernandez jake the snake roberts and gentlemen chris adams Versus Kerry Von Erich, Mike Von Erich, and Bobby Fulton, who is substituting for Kevin Von Erich. Apparently, earlier in the show, I had to find this out on Wikipedia. Um, Gentleman Chris Adams and Kevin Von Erich had a singles match. Mm. It seemed like everybody had singles matches, which was it's interesting that then they have a big, I guess it's a super card, so then they're having a big super tag at the end. Sure. Um, according to Wikipedia, and I'm sure we'll get footage of this maybe in the coming weeks. Kevin pinned Chris Adams, but David Manning, who hangs out with talent, sure. goes to state fairs with them and rides on uh, roller coasters and stuff with them, did not see that Chris Adams got his shoulder up and counted, oh. the, counted a three. Mm-mm. Chris Adams responded by taking a wooden chair and breaking it the fuck over Kevin Von Erich's head, uh, lacerating him, concussing him, and sending him uh, goofy. See, now, I when I looked up in the Observer, it was that he had eaten a, a, a bad funnel cake, and it was a really? it was a tummy ache. He uh, had a he had a grum fair. grum he had a grum grum in the tum tum. Yeah, because he ate a bad funnel cake at the fucking fair, so they had to do an angle. To, to yeah. get him out of the match. Oh, no. That's yeah. terrible. Adverse reaction to powdered sugar. 
Hate to hear it. Mm. Um, Carrie cuts a promo up top. Says, Adams, if you're any kind of man, you'll start this match. Uh, they go at it. Nice little six-man. Usual action. Mike Von Erich sucks. Bobby Fulton is very exciting. And the heels are just great. And then Carrie's Carrie. What are you going to do? Uh, finish was interesting. Carrie gets Jake up in a... Also, I didn't realize Jake the Snake had such a run as a heel in world class. Yeah. You know? It's pretty fun. Uh, Carrie gets Jake the Snake up in a suplex, vertical suplex, and when the referee is not looking, Chris Adams comes in, super kicks Carrie in the face. Both guys go down. Jake rolls on top of Carrie. One, two, three. New six-man champions. And you know that's right. After the break, we get a locker room, the heel locker room celebration. Featuring Coco Beware as well in the background, hooting and a hollering. And uh, it's a riot. Just Chris Adams talking about, I finally got the gold. We've got a party to go to. <laughs> and then I'm going to get too drunk and fight people. <laughs> and then Bill Mercer closes out the show. That is your world class homework for the week. Big Kids. time. Vincent, who's your favorite wrestler? Man, I got to go with Takeshita, dude. Yeah. Just like, Great weekend. Yeah. He's fucking great. He's 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 tall. He's fucking big. He's, he's big. Yeah. He, yeah. I'm I'm down with it, dude. And if and if he's gonna get mixed up with dirty Don Callis, even better. Even better. What about you, Matt? You got a favorite wrestler? Well, speaking of Don Callis, I gotta go with Kenny by God Omega. Oh. Um the t- between the Tokyo Dome, maybe the best match I've ever seen. We'll find out. Um, but then New Year's Dash, the Omega Powers, him rolling out. The watch the, the people's reactions was beautiful when they're like, What? What? Is it Kenny? It's just wild to to remember not just how important and how big he was in New Japan, but also the first time did, w- the first time I saw him was at Basketball City. You know, was that the first time I had time seen him in Ring him? of Honor? He would pop up in Ring of Honor once in a while, but he was, uh-huh. all, not, he was, he was uh, doing the you know like Omega Man like video game guy, and he had just like a yeah. blonde kind of curly mess, and he was he was cool, um, but it was kind of like yeah, he he obviously was still putting it together, you know. That's the thing. I was just like, oh, here's this blonde guy, and I I remember thinking like, oh, here's just this you know, blonde white guy who I guess is, you know, committed to wrestling in Japan. I was just like, there was nothing, nothing stood out about him. Right. But my God. My My God. God. So, loving it. Loving it. Can't wait to watch him wrestle live again. Mm -mm -mm. And that's going to be happening at the Fabulous Forum in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. Well, it ain't sunny, bro, but we'll be there. Once Kenny Omega lands in Los Angeles, the shining, Kenny Omega came through the shining lights. The the skies are going to part. God will finish crying that Kenny Omega isn't wrestling in Los Angeles. Mm, mm, mm. There you go. Where can the kids find you online? At Vince Averill on Twitter, Vince.Averill on Instagram. Monday Night Beers Podcast. 
And this is your old pal, Matt McCarthy, saying follow me at McCarthy Redhead on all forms of social media. We did it, kids. I have broken the 100,000 follower barrier on TikTok. Yes. Yes. We're, um, we're vast, rapidly passing uh, 105,000 followers. Um, Badass. So if you want to check out my physical media collection, I'm going through videotapes. Lately, I've been uh, looking at some Star Wars laser discs. That's all happening over there on TikTok. And Fridays, watch it with Matt and Glennis wherever you listen to this podcast. Yeah, man. I don't think we got any patrons today. Um, But we love all the ones we have, and we'll see all of them for the Q&A here in a hot second. Yeah, dude. Okay, bye. Bye.